Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I am a teacher, tarot oracle card reader, singer and guitarist in the rock band Dead, Dead, yeah, Red (laughs) Treasure. I know where that came from. And also a Dungeons and Dragons enthusiast. Um, and I'm located in beautiful, it is sunny today. It was cloudy yesterday, but sunny, uh, beautiful North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Orlina. I am a transformational life coach and I help people shift away from negative thinking. And today I'm in Carlsbad, California. Oh. It's cloudy. It's been cool Interesting. Last few days. Yeah, it was cloudy here in LA uh, yesterday. Um, we just made everybody who lives places where cloudy days last more than a day jealous. Uh, <laughs> I try not to do that living here and it just keeps happening. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you're listening to the audio version on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you so much for watching us. If you're watching us on the Co-Creation Station YouTube channel, we post at this time, for those of you listening 200 years in the future, uh, back here in 2022 when we're doing this live, um, or we're not doing it live, but recording it. Um, we post a brand right now. We're posting a brand new episode every Monday morning. <laughs> and those of you 200 years from now are benefiting from the 3000 episodes we have. Um, thank you so much for liking this episode, uh, following us, subscribing to us, reviewing us on what, on whatever your platform allows you to do. Um, these all help other people find the show. We're very grateful to you for that. You can always comment. Uh, on the YouTube video if you're watching us there and you can always also email us at cocreationstation1111 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um, each week we start a our conversation here on Co-Creation Station from a different jumping off point it usually arises quite naturally and effortlessly out of our friend what Stephanie and I call our friend time which is the half hour we spend on Zoom each week as friends before the podcast starts <coughs> And um, we actually, somehow we reenact how the podcast actually started every week now because <laughs> we were having our, you know, early pandemic Zoom conversations as friends. And I was like, hey, this is a podcast. And then now that's what happens every week. We do friend time for 30 minutes and then friend time doesn't like officially end. Like one of us starts to talk about things that would be the topic for the podcast. And the other person, which was in this case you this week, says, hey, stop talking. Hit record. This <laughs> know, is the you podcast. Were, you were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there. this week, I think we're talking about, uh, well, might be might go different directions as always, but we're talking about the vortex. We're talking about faith in the vortex, faith in. Um, faith in general, like you were talking yeah. about the Dungeons and Dragons character you had created you said the name of the game properly thank you <laughs> and i was like wait a minute you need to pause and record yeah. because so what's the name of your character <laughs> his name is death d-e-t-h and so. that is why colin said 
<laughs> Death now, instead of red treasure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and, I, and my apologies to people listening or watching. If you have no idea what Dungeons and Dragons is, I don't think I can do a, a very good explanation in brief. But in brief, it's a it's a game that people play, but it's very different than board games and things like that. You don't, there's no winner. You usually continue playing each week. You play fictional characters in a fictional world. It's similar to a computer game, but it's not played on a computer. It's played um, just in people's imaginations, really. Um, and so, yeah, so what I was talking about was I have this character named Death who I, I won't say accidentally, but I, my intention was not to create this character. It was to create a different character, but because of what was going on with the strangers that I was going to play with, I ended up creating him. Um, for our little adventure, and uh, in the fictional world, his name D E T H does not mean death. That's like it's like a Brad or whatever, but because he's from a different sort of species. But anyway, <clears throat> his personality is very different than this fictional character's personality. Is very. I'm a, I'm now starting to get a little worried. This is going to make me seem like a. Like multiple personality disorder or you know schizophrenia. Oh no, I was gonna say just the opposite. Like <laughs> that not all of the qualities of the, your character are you're not all the exact opposite of him. Yes. I'm but, not I'm not slaughtering creatures or anything like that. But um or like you said, you know, I'm like more cautious and just kind yeah. of Yeah, so this character death, um so if for some bizarre reason you someone listening to co-creation station or watching actually is into dungeons and dragons he is a fifth level half orc uh and i forget his class he's oh he's multi-classed he's a warlock uh paladin um so what i was telling stephanie what i was telling you stephanie um in front time was that I ended up creating him with a very different personality than I have, and he's far more decisive. He's far more confident in his decisions, and he gets to decisions very quickly um, and acts on them typically. And he's he he is a team player, but he has a he has a short fuse of how long how long of nerdy overthinking he's willing to tolerate before he has to go do something about and you it. Said ten <laughs> seconds, ten seconds, and then he's off. I mean, it's probably varies depending on the scenario but it's never long it's like yeah you have 10 seconds to do your planning of how we're gonna attack this dragon or whatever but at the end of the 10 seconds i'm charging right for its chest with my you know and that's what okay. happens you charge and then the rest of the characters are like uh forego the plan this yeah, two choices. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> either go charging ahead and fight or turn around and run yeah so which if again Probably we have no gamers listening, but if we have any gamers listening, it's it's a Leroy Jen it's a delayed Leroy Jenkins thing, and the gamers will understand that. Um, but um, yeah, what I was telling Stephanie and how this all re does relate to the law of attraction and the art of allowing, we swear, is that um, what I'm noticing because when you play Dungeons and Dragons, it's it's typically like a four or five hour session. And you're playing this fictional character for a long time. And you, if you really want to role play it, you know, well and have fun with it, you really have to be like an actor and try to get into this, you know, fictional role and play it, you know. And so Death is way more decisive than I am. He's way more courageous. He's in terms of like physical fears about things, you know. Um, and he's, he's, he's like, he's a man of strong, a few words and strong action. And um, 
what I've learned from playing him is that because my like my fear with him was that he was going to die very quickly. <laughs> Because he was going to make a lot of snap decisions, yeah. wouldn't think it through, and, you know, it wouldn't go well. Because there is this idea, and I think this relates back to real life, thank God, um, that if you think about something enough, if you plan something enough in your logical mind, you can you can control it, the results, into working out exactly how you want, right? And so this is what, and, and we actually believe that. Yeah, like, and with with nothing but love for all of my fellow Dungeons and Dragons players and dungeon masters around the world, um, typically, like you're going through a dungeon or something, and you see a, a you find like a hint that something terrible is around the next corner or in the next room or over the hill or whatever. And and what what typically happens is the six nerds playing <laughs> start you know, bouncing ideas off each other. And it is a great exercise in teamwork and cooperation, all that sort of stuff. But what I'm seeing through the lens of playing death is like, oh my God, does it go on forever? <laughs> so it's almost like, what are they, was the saying? Anal paralysis. Analysis, analysis paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. Analysis, yeah. Paralysis. yeah. yeah. And, and what, so many of us live that way, right? Right, right. Like we don't take actions. That's what's so bizarre is like for me, as the like the careful introverted Virgo, to be the guy who's like enough talk now we fight you know and i just run you know it's it's a very at first it was very uncomfortable to play that because i'm the i'm the guy that's like no no let's talk more let's plan this out more i mean this looks really bad we need to be like over prepared and what i found through the game and of course it's a fictional the whole thing is fiction but i think there is a parallel which is that he not only has he not died um which is very interesting like you things would. a lot of good stuff that wouldn't normally happen wouldn't otherwise happen happens like his decisiveness so and his strong decision making usually lead to really good outcomes and he accidentally i have no intentions um <clears throat> most nerds are fully capable of like just trying to take over a group of nerds like, because a lot of us are very convinced that we're right about everything. And so I'm very aware of that. I try to keep that in check as much as I can because it's very important to me that everybody have a good time and nobody feel dominated or shut down or whatever. So I don't go into any D&D session like, I'm going to be the leader of the pack. But what I've noticed in playing Death is he, he accidentally becomes a leader because his decision making is so strong and and the results are so positive that people after a while are just like, well, we followed him last time and it worked out great, I guess. You know what I mean? Like and that people so, like evidence, right? And people start to overthink less. The group starts to overthink less because he demonstrates that it and it, and it is. I feel like it, it really is a good parallel. It's like, look, this is like we're in a dangerous thing like this is the next thing probably is terrible preparation is important but like if we sit here all day it like we could we could definitely be making it worse instead of better like there, there's a point where we got to say okay we got a plan it ain't perfect but it's what we got and we're, we're gonna go and we're gonna adjust on the fly and that's what you ha that's what you end up having to do anyway you know yeah. 
though I've just sort of realized, so you said, oh, that doesn't that sound like the vortex, meaning... You said the word faith, which blew my mind, because yeah. when I brought up faith, the few times I have <clears throat> in the episode, you're like, that's religious, and blah, 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 and I'm like, wait a minute, faith, oh, faith, why do... Well, I, it's important to use the words faith and trust because I, I do think... And I did say that, faith and trust. And you were like, yeah, but faith is religion and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not being religious here. It's just like... You know, to quote, to quote <laughs> Tucker's character in the very wonderful <laughs> film Friday, why are you going to bring up old shit? Like, <laughs> because um, you gave me so much <laughs> shit about it the couple of times I brought it up. That's fair. That's why. That's fair. Um, but when you use the word faith, it was it just it rang like beautiful music in my ears because I think faith is a great word. And probably a couple of decades ago, I would not have thought that. But in the past five years and two and three, especially, I've come to realize, like, I need to have faith. Like, I need to have faith that my higher power is always working on my behalf. I want to have so much faith that I just don't worry anymore. Like that's just not a thing. Cause I know like my inner being, the vortex, it's got a bunch of good stuff and you know, all those things. And so when you said faith, I was so happy because I'm like, he just said the word faith. Yeah. And, um, and I thought that's, you know, having, building that muscle. Cause I think of them all as muscles now, right? Like the belief yeah. thing is a muscle. Um, faith is building a muscle. Anything doing something new is, is we're just building a muscle. Like, oh, that, that muscle is weak. I'm just going to make it stronger by practicing it. Like my meditation, you know. Yeah. Um, and for me, especially like walking through this life-changing experience I'm having recently, um, I can see where the practice of meditating daily has served me well. Mm. You know, I was sharing with you in friend time. I had something come up this week, and when I read it, I immediately knew within every fiber of my being, I am not signing this. Yeah. And I really, truly believe, like, if I wasn't someone who meditated regularly, I might have had, like, a small inkling of that or just mm -hmm. been like, eh, because I, I would always hear clients say, you know, I didn't listen to my gut. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard so many people, you know, you're talking about a legal document and I've heard so many people, I mean, ce celebrities, you know, like in the music world, um, there's a very famous, um, what is it? Um, not in sync, but the band before that was famous before that. I want to say Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I guess it was Backstreet Boys. I, I think it actually happened to New Kids on the Block and then like 10 years later it happened to the Backstreet Boys where there was this uh, producer in Florida who was like putting the auditions together and assembling the group. And he was also like an expert on music law. So he would rig the original contract completely in his favor. It was, it was completely oh, like for 40 it. years, he would get like 90% of all, you know, whatever oh, um, you can, you can, there's documentaries about that guy. You can look it up on YouTube, but, oh, thank um, but like, but you know, he knew that he had like these, these young kids that just wanted to be stars and do their thing. And like that they would not read that neither they nor their parents would read a, a legal contract. that was like, you know, 45 pages long and, you know, single space and $10 words all through it. Yeah. And, but I've, you know, but I've heard stories like that and, and also people in my personal life where 
people are like, yeah, man, when I, when that lawyer put that document in front of me, even not, not reading it, I had a feeling in my gut that I shouldn't sign it. Oh, wow. But I just didn't know what to do. So I signed it and all oh, that was one of the biggest Ooh. mistakes I made in my life. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think when you said, well, isn't, you know, talking about my D and D character, like, isn't that the vortex? I think what I'm experiencing is that it's trust. Like he just trusts that everything's going to be fine. And that includes like things not going his way. Like, you know, oh, in the I like world. that too. Like, I mean, because one of the things I realized was in in, play, in coming back into playing D&D is like when that over planning that happens when you find the hint, like, oh, no, there's a really bad monster around the next corner. Can anybody relate to this over planning, <laughs> you know, or overthinking things? I mean, I mean, I think I mean, I think that's a that's a really awful message in our culture. Like there's a grain of truth in it, but it's like a lot of things that gets warped in the message, which is like. Again, a reasonable amount of planning is good. In, in I think preparing is absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I would like to think that meditating first thing in the morning is preparing, is for my day to go better than if I didn't. But the, to, to stretch it out like our culture tends to, that you can actually control results and be to in total control of your life, meaning you're actually controlling the results of everything, by just planning and planning and planning more and working harder on the plan, that is completely misguided. And um, yeah, that's taking a good thing and just making it. What, just, what that whole thing is like, oh, well, if something's good, more is better, and it's more yeah. is not always better. There's a there's a well known saying in the military world um, that like, uh, and I forget exactly how it goes, but it's like, you know, every every great military plan lasts until the soldiers meet on the battlefield. <laughs> no. It's like yeah. you, need plan, you need a battle plan, but then you need to like adjust constantly. Like you can't, Which I think your character does, right? That's the thing. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And, yeah. and what I realized is like the fear and it's funny that, you know, this, these are fictional characters in a fictional world, but you put so much into it that you get scared of that character dying at not at the level of your own real life, like you understand the fictional character, but like people really don't want their character to die. So at least for me, when I get into the overplanning, that's part of it. It's like, well, how do I prevent my character from dying? Mm -hmm. And I think what this character death understands, which I had to create him to get in touch with that knowledge, is that this is a deadly environment. Like we're, we're people with axes and swords fighting big monsters. Like death is an option. <laughs> Like it's one of the possible outcomes, and if we're gonna like try to over plan to avoid that, to try to control the result of it not being that, we're, that's we're gonna miss out on the fun. Why you do know? you think people are afraid of death? Well, are you afraid of death? I th I think I've gotten down to like seven percent. <laughs> It was one of my biggest fears for a long time, which it is for a lot of people. I think I'm down to about 7% of my old thing. Um, I think people are afraid of death because of how we're taught, especially in America at least, which is the only country I've ever lived in, how we're taught to think about it, which I think is completely messed up, which is that, um, I mean, apart, if you're, if you're apart from a religious community, um, the way our just overall cultural thinks of it is that this is it like your your time from when you're born to you die is the only time that you exist ever in any form whatsoever and is that more of an atheist point of view 
No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, cause it leaks into the religion when you get into the 20th century, like th there's people who are terrified to die that like, supposedly they go to a church every Sunday where they're told like, you're going to have this amazing eternal life as soon oh, as you die. Right. Yeah, okay. But then people are scared to death to die. So it's like, hmm, are you really believing <laughs> that? It's, it's really interesting because I was always fascinated by um, people who have had near death experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I remember going to, I think it's called ND National Association of Near Death Experience. Oh. Um, there's a local chapter here and I knew the woman who had become like vice president or something and we had recently met so I went to a meeting but um, the subject always fascinated me and I remember thinking I want to have an experience like that because I want to know what it's like you know I've always yeah. heard really good things about people who have like almost died and then they've come back mm -hmm. and then one time I had this dream where I was standing in front of a a beam of light um and it and there there's something in me said just like just like just fall into it and so i just like physically just kind of like fell into it and then the next thing i knew i was in this big warehouse room it was all white haha <laughs> and um i left because i'm like my background's white i've got a beige cream shirt on colin's like god you're like everything's white but your face it's so funny but um so next thing i know <laughs> it's okay sweetheart um and so i'm in this i'm in this room and i'm with my friends and we're like working or something and and it was it was just like how it is here it was just like that there mm. and so i almost feel like i had my own kind of experience in a dream Mm. Um, but I've met people who have had, and I think I shared that here recently that I met someone a, a couple months ago who had, and he, and he, prior to that experience, he said he was afraid of dying. Mm. And then he had that experience. He was on the, was having surgery and they said that he flatlined or something and came yeah. back and he's like, I don't have, I don't have that fear of death anymore. It's like, wow. It's, it is curious why people, you know, are afraid to die. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I, why were you? To a certain extent, were... in overgeneralization, people could have 10 million reasons why they're afraid to die. But I mean, I feel like the general theme is just that we get attached to our, in this life, earthly ego-based identities, you know, we work. Is that why you were? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there was this idea of like, well, yeah, there might be some, earlier in my life, I might, I think I thought, yeah, there might be some afterlife, but I'm not going to be me there i'm going to be some sort of angelic weird all light form of me or something you know mm -hmm. some sort of me with wings or something and so i won't get to do the things wherever whatever that place is and whatever happens there i'm not going to get to do the things i do here in this life you know like that like and isn't that funny yet that's what i just said in my when i had the dream of yeah falling in i was I go, it's just like it is here. I was doing stuff with my friends. <laughs> it's no different. It's weird to me. I mean, I'm running the risk of throwing the entire world of organized religion under the bus here, but I'll, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean any judgment against people that are involved in it, but it is interesting that like you would think number one, that if you believed in a beautiful afterlife, um, which most religions do, um, that number one, you wouldn't be afraid of death. And yet most people that are really religious are still really afraid of death. And that you would 
you, you, it would focus you in spending your life in a good way. Um, but a lot of people t who believe in that afterlife very strongly, you know, are really ready to die quickly. Like people do suicide bombings and things like that because they're like, well, I, there's an afterlife. And it's like, well, I don't think the purpose of the afterlife was for you to just like do something stupid to get there really fast. <laughs> you know, like I think, you know, we're, we're given this time on this earth for a reason, you know, and we, you know, that's the, that's the mystery, right? Like there's no way anybody can prove logically beyond the shadow of a doubt, anything about our spiritual nature, whether, whether we're eternal or, you know, temporary or whatever, you know, um, so, I mean, everybody kind of has to make this decision for themselves, but I just feel like if you really pay attention to your feelings as you look around the world, um, I'll give you another gamer reference. There's um, a really great group of actors in Australia and they're professional actors and they also play video games constantly, all of them. So they made up this whole series and they've done hundreds of episodes now where they're just making fun of all the video games they play and they play like basically they each become like a computer generated character and then they do something and you know, but they're actually people and they play off that with comedy. And there's this one which I didn't get it at first. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is brilliant. And it's one guy in a forest clearing and he just keeps picking things up. Like he picks up a rock and he's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then he goes over and picks up a leaf and he's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then he goes over to like a tree and he's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And what they're making fun of is the fact that the people that created this video game that this guy's in went to all this crazy computer code, you know, brilliant, you know, to, to graphics and stuff to make a world that was so fascinating. But it's like, you have that outside your door. <laughs> it's like, why did you spend $59.99 and are sitting at a desk to look at a rock that you can go outside and look at a real rock? <laughs> And I always say that, like, anybody who believes that there isn't something greater than us that created all things. I mean, look at flowers. Like, sometimes I'll pick a flower. I think the, the passion fruit flower, it is, it looks like a jellyfish. It just, every color and the shapes and, and that's just one flower. And there's multiple, like, there's hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many, just plants and flowers. And that's just flora like yeah yeah it just blows my mind i mean you and i have talked i don't think we've talked about it on the show but you and i i mentioned to you that neil degrasse tyson the astronomer physicist um did a or he led a panel discussion at the museum of natural history in new york city several years ago now but it's on youtube if you want to look for it and basically he brought in several high level scientific experts to discuss is the reality we live in a computer simulation of some kind mm -hmm. and the most fascinating speak like a what what disturbed me was everybody except one of the panelists was like absolutely <laughs> i'm like I, I thought it would be like three yes three no like but there was one there and but here's the thing the one person who was like didn't she doesn't believe that we are living in a computer simulation but that's not her main point her main point is what does it matter and I think that's oh. about that to me, because it's like, if you're in a computer simulation, um, you know, and however you think about that, you know, if you have something from your organized religion that's, that you believe deeply that says, 
the creative force, whatever that is in your book of religion, you know, created you and put you here, whatever. Whether or not that's true, it's like, wouldn't you rather make the most of it? Like, wouldn't you rather like have a good time, have help other people have a good time? Like, wouldn't you rather enjoy your life and do fun things and, and you know, like, and if it's just a video game, then whatever, who knows what happens when the video game ends, but the video game ends and then you do something else wherever you are. Um, but if it's not, wouldn't you still want to live life the same way? Like, even if this were your only, you know, you, you're not a spirit, you're just this bag of bones wrapped up in skin, and this is your only rodeo <laughs> in all of history, all through time. But I mean, wouldn't you still want to get the most out of it? Wouldn't you still want to like be happy and help other people be happy? And the fear of death, I think, the the value of knowing you're going to die, I think, is, at least for me, is helping me understand that that each day, each moment, each hour is precious, you know, like that it's important to a certain degree. And that's good. But it's, I mean, the danger of it is either you're so scared of it that you just, you know, like you're constantly arranging your whole life to avoid it, you know, so you avoid life instead of, you know, participating in it. And then you die anyways. And you die anyways. <laughs> or you're so eager to experience like the afterlife that you just like, you know, strap some dynamite to your chest and blow up oh, a, a town square. That's kind of a extreme, but <laughs> it, happens, you know. it does. But I mean, that's not yeah. the majority. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes back to that whole, and I had said it earlier when I was writing notes down when you were talking about death, D-E-T-H, your character yeah. is the flow and being in the present moment mm -hmm. yeah and, um and it's really about right now like what am i doing right now to help myself feel better like what am i doing right now um what are the yeah. thoughts that i'm thinking right now and and are they serving me and do they feel good do they not like what am i focused on because whatever i put my attention to is going to grow yeah i think that's the thing i think as i mean i'll talk about myself like especially before i learned about all this stuff I would just worry so off. I would spend so much of my mental time. And I do sometimes too with particular things. I'm just like, what oh, are really? you doing, Steph? I feel sorry for you. I got cured. I don't worry. <laughs> well, you need to tell me. I didn't hear that pill. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> That's okay. I did that earlier in friend time, <laughs> and it was awesome, <laughs> uh, as I'm sure yours was too. I, well, that's yeah. gonna wrap us up today, people. <laughs> as I suspected, we kind of went all over the place. The title for this one is not. I know. I'm like trying to. I'm now. I'm when I'm listening to us. I'm like, oh, what should this title be? And now I'm like, I was so in that I thought about it for a second. I have no idea. <laughs> we, to re quick recap, we talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Faith um, is all human life a computer simulation? Death. Um, D E A T H. Afterlife. Organized religions. <laughs> yeah, we covered a pretty wide berth. <laughs> so then, what would you say the great title for this one would be? <laughs> Help a girl out. <laughs> I don't know, something about like letting go of your fear of death and just participating. Fear is bullshit. I think we'll do that. We'll do, we'll take Kelly's. What is, what did she say? Um, the thing about parents' bullshit. <laughs>
Yeah, I think we could do a whole other episode about fear because it. I, I don't want to give people. I kind of hate it when people make a blanket statement that all fear is bad and you shouldn't have it. Oh gosh, no. Because there is it's natural. Yeah, yeah, but we can do a whole other episode about that. Yeah. So don't title but it. That's that middle fear that screws us. That. <laughs> For the, that episode. No. Which I guess we'll do later. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we ended with laughter for me. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I haven't laughed in a few days, so this is great. Okay. We hope you enjoyed today's episode <laughs> of the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. If you listen to the audio version, thanks so much for watching. If you watched on YouTube, also, thank you so much for liking this episode, um, following us, subscribing to us, and, and or reviewing us, whatever your platform allows. Um, again, just quick reminder, please leave us a comment um, if you had a reaction. We love when you guys comment. It's awesome. And um, yeah, and you can also always email us at cocreationstation1 at gmail.com. Uh, if people want to find information about you and get in touch with you on the via the interwebs, Stephanie, how can uh, they Power enjoy P O W E R I N J O Y dot com and also on Instagram, the same name. I look forward to hearing from you and chatting. And um, as long as it's sort of within the first half of the 21st century, you can reach me at uh, on Instagram, which again, for the people far in the future, was a social media platform. You probably know that. Um, at Colin underscore Daniels underscore Worcester. Colin has two L's. Worcester is W O R S T E R. And uh, it feels like death should get his own an animated series. So I'll let you know when it comes along. Um, <laughs> to teach you how to let go of your fear of death, ironically. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We wish you a wonderful, happy, prosperous, love-filled week. And we'll see you next time on Co-Creation Station.